Hey guys, Laura here. I wanted to invite you to my Authenticity Workshop on Friday, May 24th. The title of this workshop is Authentic Expression and Why It Will Make You Wealthy. And I use the word wealthy not specifically in the traditional sense, although that's true as well, but also holistically wealthy, um, leading to a life of joy, abundance, and expansion. Because when we learn to authentically express, there's nothing more powerful. And once we learn it, and we bring it to our nurse coaching practice, it echoes into over into every other area of our life. So come for this interactive workshop. It's 30 bucks. You need to register. Link will be in the bio. Thank you. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby both board-certified nurse coaches show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. All right. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. Today it is Laura and I am interviewing the amazing Sean Arsenault. And if you don't know who Sean is, let me tell you a little bit about her. She is a previous client. She's still our client right now in our year two space. She is a lead mentor that runs several groups for us. She'll also catch her in the preceptorship. And she has her own one-on-one practice helping primarily now at this point, serving nurse coaches as a life coach and some one-on-one business support too, for people who want that deeper one-on-one container. She also runs something that If you haven't heard of it, you must have been under a rock and you probably really need her program, which is called Nurse Coach Tech Mastery. And so today we're going to talk about nurse coaches and tech and all the ways that it's awesome and all the ways that it is sneaky and holds us back. And and we're going to take both of our points of view and hopefully arm you with everything you need to know about how to see tech and make it work for you and your business. So welcome, Sean. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited to be back. (laughs) (laughs) You're back. We back. (laughs) All right. So we were going to, I think, start with why tech is awesome. And I think you wrote down, you know, technology is a tool. Can you tell me more about how you see it and like the more positive aspects of what it brings to our, our coaching practices? Yes, yes. I... I love technology just because in this day and age, it just makes things easier. Like it takes away time that you spend on all of the details so that you can actually spend more time doing what you actually love to do, which Mm. is coaching and connecting. And like, that's my favorite part of a private practice is like that human to human connection. And when I can like defer all of the tasky things to like automate themselves and create some kind of system to like, you know, help make that process shorter and so that I don't have to spend a lot of brain space on it, that's when I can really put a lot of my energy into the creative stuff, into the connecting, into like, you know, serving my clients really well. So that's where I think technology is a really, really good tool. And if it's not like, I I see a lot of nurse coaches get super frustrated with it because like 10 times out of 10 times, there is a simpler solution to something that they're struggling with in the technology world. And if it's not something that you're like, you know, really gifted at, or like it comes naturally to you, they either find a way to like make it really hard and, and then they just give up or, yeah. but I also think too, like technology can be really fun. 
Like if you find, mm-hmm. if you find an avenue that, that is enjoyable for you, like you don't have to be on every social media platform. You don't yeah. have to use like complicated email marketing systems. Like you can like use a really simple tool, something really, really easy for you to navigate and actually have an enjoyable time with it and be creative with it. Yeah. Let's just say, let's do a hypothetical nurse coach. Let's say this nurse coach is maybe in her 60s. She Mm -hmm. has no interest in employing tech. She Mm -hmm. thinks that simpler is better. Like, What is the bare minimum tech you think that someone needs to to have a successful practice? Mm, Yeah. The bare minimum, I would say, is email for sure. Like yeah. email to like communicate. And um, I, th- I think this goes back to like what you guys say, like you and Shelby say all the time is like, you really need a couple of things to have a pay- like a, th- a practice, right. you need a way for people to pay you and like somewhere to sign a contract and yeah. then a scheduling system maybe. Right. Yeah. yeah. So theoretically, if you had email, you could type up a word document, email it to your client, have your client mm-hmm. print it out, sign it scan it, email it back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you could theoretically only accept checks and have someone mail you a check in the in snail mail. Like mm-hmm. there's lots of ways to do this. And in fact, there's some very, very successful coaches in the world that operate their businesses like this and mm-hmm. and and show that you don't have to get all caught up in all the different newest and greatest ways that tech can make your life easier to have a practice. However, practice better is kind of awesome. So if you're going to pick yeah. one thing to master, that <laughs> yeah. would be it. And your so in your program has, I think you offer like a, a free practice better yeah. mini course, right? Like you offer lots of free stuff in your, in your group. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I post videos all the time about like little tiny hacks that, that people can use. Um, to just make life a little bit easier. And then I do offer a free practice better course because Mm -hmm. so many nurse coaches are like wanting to learn how to use it. And yeah, like it just, you know, it is a beast. Like it's a little bit of a learning curve, but once you get like all the simple, like parts of it set up, you literally can run your practice from that and you don't have to use anything else. So, um, so that's one of the reasons why I offered that is because so many were, were asking questions about it. And I was like, let me just throw this together. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, that's interesting too, because I think that in the coaching industry at large, let's just take nursing out of it. And let's just say the coaching industry, because nurse coaches are really more part of the coaching industry than part of the nursing industry mm-hmm. at this point. And so in the coaching industry, like we don't come, uh, most coaches don't come from backgrounds where we have to chart everything, yes. right? Like so I think that when you come out of certification, you think I need a, what is it called? Your uh, electronic, you need a E, what like is an it? EMR or like, yes, or like one of those like nurse brains, like those little pieces <laughs> yeah. of paper that you write everything down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like how you said like the distinction between like the coaching industry and the nursing industry are very different. And as nurses mm-hmm. going into the coaching industry, mm-hmm. there's so many aspects of the nursing industry that we're trying to bring in to the coaching industry yeah. that don't work. Like we love our checklists. We love being told what to do. Like working in the hospital or clinic setting is very heavily focused on like policy and procedure and documenting everything. And there's really not like a lot of room for creativity and right. 
And, and there's only so many ways you can change a dressing or start an IV. So it's very like procedural. Whereas like with nurse coaching, with starting a business. Yes. The tech stuff is important, but like, it's not, it's, it's not so urgent, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not urgent. Like it is in the hospital. No, no. And charting, we don't really chart. Yes. We take client notes. Mm-hmm. Eventually we have our clients take their own notes. That's where yeah. we eventually get to. So there's just not like if you have a full coaching practice with 10 one-on-one clients, you aren't charting 10 hours a week on your clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but I started out doing that because that's what I thought a good nurse coach would do. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, you I'm too? even noticing, I'm even noticing like students in the collective getting really hung up on like the documentation and the note taking and, and spending like two hours after a coaching session, creating these like really elaborate notes for their clients. And I'm like, I mean, that's, that's okay. Like, that's cool. If you wanted to do that. And if it helps the client, that's fine. If they're really, if they're really responsive to that, but also like, it's not required. Mm -mm. No. And in the, the back side of that is when you start offering to take notes for your clients and you're doing, I used to do client or session recaps and I would spend Mm -hmm. like 20 minutes on it, like basically taking my notes, making them pretty, like, basically making it so digestible for them, sending it to them. They weren't even opening it. Yeah. And then I would forget to send one or like something would happen or it wouldn't go through. And they'd be like, Hey, where's my, where's my session recap? Because they begin to expect it. And then you actually get yourself into a situation where you're trying to provide value that they, they then see as like part of what they're paying for, but they're not utilizing it. Mm -hmm. And I think the faster that we can let the clients be responsible for their own notes and sharing their notes with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so much more powerful because if someone's not willing to take their own notes, it's their homework, it's their thoughts, it's their life. Like it's about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not like my perception of what they've said in a session. It's their. No. Yeah, exactly. Them. And it's cleaner. It's like not playing telephone. It's like them actually writing down what they got. And then you as the coach getting to see those notes to start. And if you want to make a few notes, like yeah. sometimes with my group calls, I'll make notes with like, next time I really want to talk about proposals because of X, Y, Z, and I'll do a little bit of prep. So I come to my group call knowing, Hey, this call is going to be centered around this. And this is the exercise we're going to do to get into that. Um, same with one-on-one clients. But as far as the days of writing down everything, like how old their partner was, their partner's name and middle name. And yeah. like it, it's like, I was charting these coaching. <laughs> yeah. <calls>. Same. <laughs> It's <laughs> like, who's going to be checking my, like, who, right. like, bo- like, who? like you're, who, who is going to look at this and say, oh, Laura, good job. Like a little bit more here. And you got a B plus here. And it's just for you and the client. It's for nobody else really. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's no like joint commission coming to comb through all of your documentation, trying to like nitpick the, mm-hmm. the things that you wrote down because, and, and that's, I think the mindset that a lot of nurse coaches come into coaching with yeah. of like, I have to document everything. And then it becomes like this whole thing with technology of like, what system is the right system to use? And, and like, really, you could just throw a Google doc together <laughs> and, yes. you know, share it with your client and have them be able to write their own notes in there. That's what, that's what you guys do. So yeah. Simplifying like technology is supposed to make things simple. <laughs> like you can make it right. harder, but the goal of it is to simplify. If you think to all your personal clients, your collective students, your mm-hmm. mentees, you have all these different groups of people that you serve. 
mm-hmm. uh, along the the journey of learning to be a nurse coach, of launching a private practice, of even just life coaching. Where do you see people nailing it with their relationship to tech? Because we kind of talked about you when you were my client in your first year, you went tech heavy, but it you also did everything else. Like there was no... Mm-hmm. Or like you did both and you were working full-time. Me and Shelby mm-hmm. still don't know really how that happened or how you did that. So, um, but maybe it was because that you love tech. So like tech for you is just like icing on the cake. Like you're like, oh, I get to like learn this and make this and do this and make this pretty. And yeah, yeah. It was honestly like a huge, it's a mindset thing. And I know that like people listening to this episode probably don't want to hear that, but like, yeah. Um, it's it's really a mindset thing. Like personally, I focused on tech really early because it's fun for me. Like I actually, it's not a barrier. I actually really love it. And like, I also did all of the other things, connect, invite, like all of that stuff to build my practice. And then where I see yeah. m- most of my clients nailing it is if they find something that they really enjoy and and leave all of the other stuff, that's like, that's when I see people start to really be successful and um like kind of heal that relationship with technology, whatever that might be. Yeah. Um, because there was this one, there's one client that I can think of who really had a lot of trouble with social media. Like there was just mm-hmm. so much resistance around utilizing social media. Um, she wanted to so bad. She wanted to, but um, there was just all this stuff coming up every time she would create a post and things like that. And so we focused kind of like, how can we make it fun? Like, how can we make it actually like authentic and not posting to get clients, but just like posting because you actually like it and like not doing it on every platform using one, like using one that actually you enjoy using. Um, And that's when it started to like kind of change her relationship with it. So that was really, that was really nice. And then um, I also see, you know, some of my clients who like focus on practice better and nothing else just so yeah. that they can get like the operational side of it done. And once they're done with that, they're connecting and inviting and like, it like gives them the confidence to, yeah. to go out into their practice and actually connect with people because like there's, that's part of their practices put together and they don't have to worry about anything else. So yeah. focusing on like one thing, not all the things, cause there's so many. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So picking what's most important. And then I think having a mentor or a guide help you because You'll find resistance in tech if given the opportunity, but if guided, it can set you free and create an open runway to really take off is what I'm hearing you say. Because like, there are some personality types that like, Hey, give me two weeks to just be in practice better in all my spare time and nail it and get everything done so that I feel professional. Because if I feel professional, then I have the confidence to connect and invite. But until that's done, I feel like a fraud and and I can't change my mindset around it. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. If that's your reality, I'm down to give you 14 days to nail it. I'm not down to give you three months. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, and that's I actually, I, I use that a lot. I use like the time yeah. time frame. Like if they say that they want to focus on this one thing, like I feel like I have a couple of clients right now who are going through that. Like I, they're like, I feel like I can't fully like come out until I have these certain things in place. And I'm like, okay, we can have that done by this date. And then if it's not done by that date, we got to explore like what, what's holding you back there because it's not so much yeah. like the act of actually doing it. It's something going on underneath. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, and everyone's so different with that because I've had 
I had a client who I coached for, I think, uh, 18 months and she tech was always the barrier Mm. over and over and over again, but there was no, no matter how much we set up a commitment to work on the tech, she couldn't do it. Mm. And, 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 and so it turned it into, it was really hard for me as the coach to know what it was because it was so tricky. It was yeah. her, with her language. Like I couldn't tell. And I would say and she was hiring other nurse coaches to be on calls with her just to help her. But almost, I think it was her fear or her belief that she was so bad at tech that she mm. couldn't overcome. Right. Like, yeah, it's, it, I, I, I'm terrible at tech. So therefore like literally when a computer screen's open, I, I go into to freeze. Like I literally can't even hear what you're saying because I already have decided that this is completely over my head. So yeah. Like tech mindset, like tech trauma, like, is that a thing? Let's talk oh, about that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm I'm so glad you brought that up. Cause whenever I was like preparing for this episode, I, I thought about that. Like I often see people use tech as an excuse or like to serve as confirmation or evidence that they can't be successful. Yeah. And, and my thought about like, it doesn't have to come naturally to you. You, like I said, you just have to find a way to make it work for you and not get caught up in all the noise. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think also too, like in the coaching industry, everybody's using tech, like every major coach that you see on the internet has ads and all different kinds of like social media platforms yeah. that they're marketing on and email marketing and all that stuff. And it gets really noisy. So like yes. n- new nurse coaches coming into the industry are sitting there comparing themselves like that they don't have all of this stuff set up in order to be legitimate. But yeah. In reality, that's not what you need. So it is like a huge mindset and it's it's very traumatic coming into like this industry with all of the, that expectation that yeah. I have to be seen this way. Um, and if you're not like already inclined to, to be able to navigate tech very well, that can be super discouraging and yeah, yeah traumatic. <laughs> totally. Right. And same thing with social media. And I guess some people would say social media is tech and I, it is, it's part of tech. And so with social media, if you've decided that you don't like social media, that it's the a downfall of society, that it's the reason why all of our kids are depressed, you know, like there's these narratives about social media that I'm not saying aren't true mm-hmm. and we have to heal it and learn to use it and see it as a neutral tool, right? Like tech is a yeah. neutral tool. AI is a neutral tool, which is really like, I wanted to hate AI for a long time for lots mm-hmm. of reasons, but I, what I've realized is all these things in and of themselves, they're neutral. And then I decide what I believe about them. And I decide what I believe about them in service to me and my goals and my impact. Like I'll just create new rules yeah. in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, like we don't have to ignore the impact that social media or like mm-hmm. technology in general has on, you know, mental health, emotional health. Like I get, I get that there's mm-hmm. that of course, but also like, how is that? That's not really helping us in our practice too. And right. Cool. If you don't want to use technology at all, but also like, why would you not? Like it, it's so, if you can change your mindset about it, or like if you can kind of like heal that relationship that you have with it, you can utilize it to make life so much easier for yourself, you know? Right. Absolutely. Where do you see tech being the excuse? So we talked a little bit about it, but I'll I'll give some examples of, um, I'm even students in the collective would freak out about sending like the forms and um, some of them would have to get new computers and like, use even normal, like really basic 
things for the first time, even for the collective. Yeah. And I can see them. There's this feeling that everybody else is, is uh, passing you up and you're behind. So why even try? Yeah. Th- yeah. I see that so often of like, I feel so behind and, um, and, and then again, like using that as a, as evidence that, okay, I'm not cut up to do this. Like right. I'm not a successful, I'm, I'm not going to be successful because I just can't get my, my head around it. Whereas there are certain things about it that like our mindset, like if you go into it thinking that you're not going to be good at it, you're not. Right. Um, but then there are also other things like you can, you can ask for help. <laughs> like there are yeah. so many people out there who know how to utilize some of these things and like, whether it's me or like a, a peer inside of the collective or just someone, you know, a lot of the older nurse coaches inside of the collective utilize their grandchildren and their children to help them with yeah. that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, it doesn't have to be this big thing. Right. But I also see that it's, um, I don't know, it, it can, it can be really frustrating. Like a lot of people do get really frustrated whenever they can't get their head around, like something simple as like sending a form, but also like, yeah. I find myself coaching my students, especially around, you can literally send it to them in an email and have them take a picture of it and send it back. To yes. You. you know, there's like right. an easier way to solve. Like you don't have to have all these bells and whistles. If you can learn how to like implement that and use it, it will save you time. But there's also like a simpler non-techie way to to go through yeah. all of those different processes because when you think about before technology that's what it was that like yeah. all of those processes existed in longer steps before technology was made it's why technology was made yeah oh yeah yeah and i i feel like if i'm trying to think of like some well-known names but like jack canfield or uh, like Marianne Williamson. I'm trying to think of some, like some OG names in the coaching slash personal development world. Mm-hmm. If it, it, Gabby Bernstein, like if you're for like people who are, have reached that level of success, they have teams that do mm-hmm. everything. So yeah. also if you're comparing yourself against a very visible coach, it's highly likely that at some point that coach stopped learning all the new tech and hired somebody just to manage it and do it for them. Yeah. So if if you have a dream of a really big practice with far reach and all the bells and whistles, then learn to make money. And then money can buy the talent in tech to also run that part of your business. And that's another pathway that I think that Shelby and I have utilized. Like we have a a tech VA that we pay really well so that when we get stuck, we don't pull our hair out anymore. Yeah. Um, Because it's not our zone of genius to learn every program and every step and, and every functionality. So you don't have to eventually do it all on your own either. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could create a full practice with an just email and a smartphone Yep. by texting, calling, emailing, and going out in your community. You can make hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because like, even though I'm like really into tech and it's something that I really love, I didn't utilize tech that much for like even my first few paying clients in my practice. Mm-hmm. Like I went out to networking events and like yeah. connected with them, like exchanged phone numbers. And that was how, that was literally like my first like four clients. Um, yeah. So it is like, it's super possible to not really have to rely on tech to create money, like to actually have paying clients. But eventually like you get to a point where, especially if you are, if, if you're really comfortable with who you are, 
and your identity as a coach and as a human, people are just going to be drawn to you and you're going to need tech to support the amount of people coming to you. Totally. Yeah. Right. Like I think of active campaign and I know you use it too. Like mm-hmm. it's 11, 11, as I talk about active campaign, I always notice that <laughs> I'm such a repeating numbers person. Uh, so like spirits, like, yes, talk about active campaign, um, well, active campaign, like completely changed our practice. Like part of our, the successful nurse coach growth is attributed to that tool because that tool created the opportunity for Shelby and I to do a few hours of work a week to reach mm-hmm. thousands of people yeah. in a in a way that they they were seeing and receiving and gaining value that we could not have done any other way or organized it any other way or made it relevant to each person. Um, so I think that as your company grows, yes, tech is absolutely going to be part of your world. Um, but I think that in the beginning, picking one thing, maybe mastering mm-hmm. practice better and choosing Facebook as your platform. Mm-hmm. That could be enough for your whole first year. And if you could just monotask and or con- like constrain your your focus and tune out all the other noise, like of you don't need a podcast your first year, you don't need blogs your first year, you don't need a, a, a really fancy website your first year, like just constraining down into what you most need mm-hmm. and just focus on mastery of that as opposed to feeling like I got to have a LinkedIn, I have to have an Instagram and I have to have a Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, pe- people get so caught up in and and all of like being on all of the platforms and like I notice that that's where a lot of nurse coaches have like ideas like oh I could do this but then like my question to them is usually like is that actually what you want to do or do you feel like that's what you you're expected to do yeah to be everywhere so that you can be seen by everyone and every audience and it doesn't like it doesn't really work like that like right being, like I said, being really comfortable with who you are, connecting with people in a real authentic way doesn't mean you go out to every single social media platform and post and connect with people that way. And I find that a lot of nurse coaches don't want to do like that part of it, focus on just the one thing because Mm -hmm. it's kind of uncomfortable. Like it's very vulnerable to focus on one thing and then put yourself out there and like really connect and offer to people and like talk about coaching um, it requires a lot of like deeper work that maybe people aren't ready to do right out the gate. Yeah. Because they're so focused on getting the business startup. Yeah. It's uh, simple, but not easy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's exa- a perfect way to to phrase that. It is very simple. Like the, 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 in, the solution is so simple, but it isn't, it isn't very easy. Um, yeah. Because there's a lot under the surface that requires work mm-hmm. and not just the tasky things. Even the uh, the belief, we this came up at our retreat, but like the belief that you're not a good beginner. So like if you have this underlying belief that like, I'm not a good beginner or I don't really interview well, or it took me four, three times to take my NCLEX. Like we have these, we look at our past, our brain scans our past, and then we're going to mm-hmm. start our business. And it looks for all the ways why this is probably going to be harder for us than other people. And I remember making a decision to just see myself as somebody who is a really good beginner so mm-hmm. that I had confidence as I did all the new things. Even just that mindset shift right there of in the past, I didn't realize it, but now I know I'm a really strong beginner. Mm, yeah. 
can under a lot can like dig under a lot of and poke holes in a lot of the the resistance around all the new, including tech. Yeah. I mean, I love that you said that because I think of like tech in the coaching world as like just a new like nursing skill. Like yeah. whenever you think about learning a new skill in nursing, and I tell this to my students all the time is like, you're not going to be great at it at first. You're going to be probably pretty bad at it. Whenever I think about the first time I started an IV, I was like fumbling around. I had no idea what I was doing. I had all kinds of supplies that I didn't even need. And like the more you do hands. it yeah, and shaky hands and I was sweating and I was worried about the patient. Like I was always yeah. so nervous about starting an IV and I probably missed like my first like my first three months of nursing, I didn't get a single IV. Yep. At all. I sucked at it too. I so, I was so <laughs> bad at it. But then like after the first three months, something clicked and I was able yeah. to get it. And I like barely ever missed after that. And so it's very similar to technology. Like it's a huge learning curve because it's this, especially if it's a skill that you're not really well versed in and that you're mm -hmm. not really exposed to a lot. But, you know, you and Shelby talk, talk about like connecting and inviting as like, it's, it's really about the reps that you're putting in. Cause the more reps yeah. that you're putting in, even with proposals too, like the reps that you're putting in, give you the confidence to like adjust what your process is and get better at it each time. And it's the same with technology. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't think your way to being better at tech. You've just got to keep, it's like a repetitive actions inside of it. Yeah. But like your membership gives people more of a linear way of seeing things so that it's mm -hmm. not so overwhelming. You have videos and like, mm -hmm. there's lots of ways you, you handhold and they tell, like, tell us a little bit more about your membership. Cause I think that they, they, you just pay a registration fee and then it's like a monthly thing. Is that mm -hmm. how you have it structured now? Yeah. Yeah. It's a sign up fee and then a monthly fee to maintain the membership every month. Mm -hmm. And I try not to market it as a course because it's not a course. Like everybody thinks it's like some kind of course that you go through chronologically and it's not yeah. that. It is essentially like a library of information, basically, like a YouTube for nurse coaches kind of. Um, yeah. And what I noticed a lot of my members initially, whenever they got in there, they were like, whoa, there's a lot of information. And I'm like, I know, I know, don't freak out. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, the the best way to utilize that is to again pick the things that like you want to focus on the things that resonate with you and that you know will help move your business forward and like permission to leave everything else like you can come back mm -hmm. to that stuff but like i mean i go through organization and google workspace and practice better and email marketing and all different kinds of social media stuff like even the basics of how to use some of that like yeah like i have a whole tutorial on how to do instagram stories and instagram reels like um so just like little tips and tricks for how to leverage them for business but like there's no there's no expectation that you have to like do every single thing inside yeah. of there it's like a resource bank um and then I also have like templates too, to like make things easier for them, especially for mm -hmm. like managing clients, like having like a basic way to track your connections and your invitations and your proposals and like financial stuff and all that. Like I have templates for them to like make things easier so they're not having to do it from scratch. And I've seen a lot of my members too, like really create a shift in their business because they've gained the confidence to actually leverage certain aspects of technology instead of seeing it as an obstacle. Yeah. That's the totally. main feedback that I've been getting from people. And, and some of them haven't even like gone through all of the stuff. They've just, they've just focused on the stuff that they really need in that moment. And, you know, if they do need something else, I can, like, I have a resource to direct them to. Yeah. Awesome. 
So it's so interesting because I think when people uh, hire a business coach, they think that this is what it is. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to hire a business coach. You're going to tell me what to do to to get my business set up. And then uh, as long as I have all the tech, then clients will just like, once I'm set up and my doors are open, like that's what you're going to teach me. Right. And so people, I think get confused (laughs) because uh, you know, people are like, well, how come you don't teach all this? It's because this, it, that's not what business coaching is. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what business coaching is. So while in the successful nurse coaches course, we provide some basic things. We also include Sean's, uh, practice better freebie mm-hmm. in our course. Um, we don't, we're not tech experts. That's not our role. Our role is to help you make money as quickly as possible so that you have a business that even could utilize tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's the, it's like, we're going to help you with the oxygen so that the fire doesn't go out in your business. Yeah. Tech I think is just a way to add more, more logs to the fire so that it creates more heat and momentum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's just a tool. It's not going to be what holds your business together. You are going to be what holds your business together. Like your mm-hmm. ability to connect with people and like your energy, the authenticity that you bring to your business. It's not the tech. That's gonna that's yeah. gonna hold it together. Yeah, but it's a great tool. It's it really is freaking helpful. <laughs> it is so it'll, helpful. Once you grow, it'll create more time in your business. And like Trello, I don't know. I'll tell you what we built our whole business on. We built our whole business on Trello, Marco Polo, Google Workspace, Kajabi, yeah, and Active Campaign. Those are that's mm-hmm. my world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Zoom. And Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's funny because like you list out all of those tech platforms and there are probably nurse coaches listening to this who are like, what are some of these things? Like I've never even heard of Kajabi. I've never even heard of Active Campaign. And that's totally like, this isn't an excuse for you to like go down a rabbit hole and go explore those things. It's just like, like a a sneak peek into the future of like, right all the systems that could support your business. And that's what it's meant to do is support your business, not, um, not create not be it. like the center of it. Yeah. Center of it or create it. Yeah. 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 This is five years in. So five years in, I'm requiring all those, but first year it was practice better. I didn't really know how to use Google at all. I, I don't even think I realized how powerful Google workspace was until like year two like the second year. Mm -hmm. So it was really just practice better. And I used it just for invoicing, billing and scheduling. Mm -hmm. And and I did all my own. I didn't even send out scheduling links. I scheduled everybody myself because I didn't want to relinquish control of my hours. Yeah. So it was very minimal that was required for me to make my first hundred thousand. Like it just, we don't need to overcomplicate it in the, in the beginning. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Um, Okay. What do you think? would be the most helpful thing we could say to nurse coaches who feel like tech is the number one barrier to opening a practice? Yeah, I think, well, what first comes up for me as you say that is my first question to ask is, is it, is it really a barrier or is it something else? Mm-hmm. Like, is it, is it really the tech or is it something else? Just um, making sure. Yeah. Just making sure, because I literally have a client that I worked with for six months and like we tried to go into all the, all the deeper stuff, but she, she really wanted to focus on the tech and she really wanted to focus on like the logistics and the business setup and all that. 
And then we get to the end of six months and she, she finally, like on our last session had this breakthrough of like, I've been focusing on the wrong shit. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm working with her for another six months. And like, yeah, uh, it's, and that's exactly like, and some people need that time to like, like there are some times where I have clients who like, I kind of just allow to focus on the tech yeah. stuff because maybe they're not ready. They're, maybe they're not ready to dive into the deeper stuff, but eventually it is something that everyone ends up working on. Yeah. Fair. So meeting people where they're at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like if tech is where you want to spend all of your time, that's totally okay. But just like be really aware of, I think that's like my main thing is to have that awareness of, is it, is it actually the tech that's holding me back or is there something else yeah. Oh, I have a relevant, I have a relevant personal story to illustrate <laughs> this. This is so funny. Okay. So I really want to do more video and, mm-hmm. um, but like, I've decided that to do video, I have to get this elaborate setup. Like I see other mm-hmm. coaches have with the ring light and the weird lights and the thing and the, <laughs> the like yeah. the zoom lens. Okay. This is a story I have. Yeah. So I postponed jump. I don't really need to do video gratefully right. in my business right now, but it's something I want to do. Like I want to get creative with video and then reels. Like I'm almost 45, like dancing around with like music. And then like the, the words on the reels, like yeah. I was having a bunch of stories about that, but mm-hmm. also that's really cool because guess what? I love watching fucking reels. Yes. Yeah. They're also really fun. I love hearing music mm-hmm. and I like seeing someone talk and words be on the screen. Like that appeals to my brain. So it's just interesting at this stage watching how I make it be so, like, because honestly, I could have been doing that all along with what I have right now, yeah. but I made up a big story about what I needed first before I did the thing, which I really had thoughts about doing the thing, which probably had something to do with my age and visibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a lot of what I coach my clients around is visibility, <laughs> if yeah. like not wanting to be seen in certain ways. And like one of the things that has really helped me with tech is, again, like making it a fun thing. I spent like my first like six months of my practice making TikTok videos just because I was like, how does this even work? Like, this is kind of cool. And like mm-hmm. seeing other people's TikTok videos really entertained me and inspired me. And I'm like, well, why can't I do that? So I literally like, I grew my following on TikTok to like 6,000 followers and got a bunch of initial conversations and like connected with people that way. And it was so much fun because I didn't make it mean like, oh, because I, you know, I didn't make it mean that I was bad at it. I look at my first few TikToks and I'm like, that is horrible. (laughs) How did I post that? (laughs) Uh, But just being willing to like be new at something and learn something new and like have that learning curve. um, Like that's, that's how you make it fun and not like such a, I don't know, not like such an evil thing in your business. We can create anything to be fun with our mindset. Mm -hmm. We really can. Like I I just had an instance where, I opened my laptop yes or Saturday morning. I opened my one-year-old MacBook, eighteen hundred dollar mm-hmm. computer, and it had a cracked screen, and I had not oh, dropped no. it. <laughs> so I think that my daughter likes to play with it, and I told her not to play with it, but I think she closed it with like something in it, oh. and that's what cracked the screen. But no, but I don't know for sure. Sorry, Adeline, if you're listening to this one day when you're an adult and you didn't do that. <laughs> um, and so I 
didn't freak out. I was like, all right, well, I'll have to go to Best Buy today. So we had this whole day where I went to Best Buy, found out I didn't have Apple Care, had to go to the Apple store. I didn't have an appointment. It was a Saturday in a busy mall. Oh, yeah. Had my son with me. I ended up buying a pink Mac. It's so pretty. It's like a desktop Mac. Yeah. And him oh, and I, I, got I have ice one of those. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you do? And it's amazing. <laughs> so, anyhow, my mindset decided that the crack in my computer screen was going to create a miracle of fun for me and my son instead of, right? Like we can do, we can create things to be fun with decisiveness and authority. Mm -hmm. And I think that had I been able to go back to Laura when she was first starting, I would say something similar to her of, Hey, anything that you, that you like online, full permission to have fun playing around with that. Like yeah. just go, just go try like how fun it could be as opposed to how hard or the pressure, like just surrender to the childlike aspect of playing yeah. around with these different tools. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly like a kid playing with like a new toy, you know, like it, it can be really scary if you're thinking of it as like a part of your business, but if you're thinking about it as like a new experience, like something yeah. to kind of explore, um, it's, it feels different going into it than, than having it be like something related to, to yeah. holding your business together, you know? Yeah. Like art class instead of history. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we, I think we're right at time. So I want to be respectful of your tone, Sean. Mm -hmm. um, when is your next membership opening for enrollment? Just, I think it's coming up right? Yes. It's coming up in April, April 18th through awesome. May 2nd. Um, so cool. right on time for any of those nurse coaches and collective, I think 19 that are going to be cool. graduating. Um, yeah. And I only open a few times a year. So April, and then the next one won't be until August. Awesome. Cool. Um, also we have another workshop coming up and it is trauma informed nurse coaching with Jessica DeMarcus. Jessica's a therapist. I worked with her for a year and a half. She's also a, a badass coach. So she's going to do a workshop, which you can register right on our website. We have a workshops tab and come learn about how to be a trauma informed nurse coach so that you don't, you're not afraid. Like we can do so much We're, we don't have to be trauma resolution coaches. That's not our role but we can work with people with trauma. We absolutely can, as long as we know how to and safely. So that'll be a really cool workshop. Also, you can purchase any of our past workshops now on our website. There's lots of great ones there. And uh, as far as enrollment for us, we are now open for June, July, and we are half full. We're not um, screaming it from the rooftops yet. We want to take a deep breath, but if you know you want to come be in June or July, email us. Get a, get a call booked because I think we're going to sell uh, early this year. Um, thank you, Sean, so much for coming on and talking about all things tech. And you guys check her out. She'll have, we'll have her website in the show notes. Go check her out. Check out her Facebook group. Um, and she also helps us here at the Successful Nurse Coaches. Thank you, Laura. You're welcome. Bye, guys. 